The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all these, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm reminded of a homiletics class, preaching class in the seminary, where it said, long gospel, short homily. Short gospel, long homily. These are the rules. Starting a new message series. For those who can't see the screen, I'll be reading everything that's on there. So don't, uh, don't uh, worry about that. This helps me as well as those at home. This new message series, three, three homily series starting here at St. Joe's and St. Ursula's. Next weekend at Blessed Sacrament in St. Agnes. Then a week break as I'm at Our Lady Victory. And then I'll conclude the series here at St. Joseph's and St. Ursula's again. It's called Making the Resurrection Real Today. Because part of maybe the danger is we might think that Easter is over. We had Easter weekend, beautiful celebrations in our family of parishes. Maybe you had opportunities to gather together with your family and friends and we're on to the next thing. You know, it's May, the weather is starting to get more beautiful. People are, are looking to travel and do different things and we're kind of anticipating and looking forward to the warmer weather in the summer we can kind of forget that easter is our longest season and it's not just something that we kind of think look back at what happened to jesus over two thousand years ago but how we can make it alive today and there's three questions i'm asking myself during this series the first is what does the Easter season mean to me here and now? What does this season mean to me? Is it just something where I come to Mass and I, oh, I know it's the fourth Sunday of Easter and we have a beautiful celebration today, but then we kind of just move on. You know, where is there this connection, hopefully, with the rest of the week? And in our lives, again, the danger is, is that we go through the ritual and the routine. But if we're not attentive, if we don't ask ourselves questions, then it kind of fades away. And then it'll, it'll come back up to be highlighted for us when we celebrate Lent and then go into Easter next year. But how can we build uh, Easter upon Easter to be those faithful disciples? The second question is, how am I embracing the joy of the resurrection Christ has given me each day? Part of that is, is does the resurrection of Christ 
make any real difference in my life? Or is it something distant and something that maybe I wait for and cash in at the end of my earthly life? Because of course Jesus gives us the gift of eternal life, but we can live that now. We can live that here. Do we take time to reflect on the empty tomb and its significance for me here and now? And the last question, how does the resurrection guide my actions and choices in my life. Our faith has to have a real and practical impact every day of our lives. What we choose to do, what we choose not to do, the things that I support or not support, how does the gift and the joy of Jesus rising from the dead, freeing us from sin and death, make us different than the rest of the world. How does that inspire us to stand up for justice and to be a shining light in the world? So these are the questions I'm thinking about during this Easter season and hopefully during this three uh, homily series, we kind of look at it, maybe be attentive to and understand more and more. Pope Francis, in his Easter message to Rome and to the world, said this, because he's talking about there's a disconnect between Easter and what's happening in the world. He said this, today, more than ever, we need him, Jesus, at the end of a Lent that has seemed endless. We emerged from two years of pandemic, which took a heavy toll. It was time to come out of the tunnel together, hand in hand, pooling our strengths and resources. Instead, we are showing that we do not yet have within us the spirit of Jesus, but the spirit of Cain, who saw Abel not as a brother, but as a rival, and thought about how to eliminate him. And in the letter, in this uh, proclamation on Easter Sunday, Pope Francis was certainly referring to the war in Ukraine, the invasion. He talked about the challenges in Africa. He talked about the challenges in South America. He talked about the healing needed in Canada, in particular the Catholic Church and our indigenous brothers and sisters. He went through an entire list of areas that were not uh, fully celebrating and living the resurrection. And he's inviting the world and all of us to reflect, to see, and to embrace this Easter joy that then transforms the world, especially in the places that are struggling and, and, and difficult. They've been asking Pope Francis, could you come to Ukraine? He goes, I want to go to Moscow because I want peace. And he talks about if we're going to have this Easter joy and celebrate the resurrection, what we need is peace in our world. He goes on to say in this letter, he says, we need the crucified and risen Lord so that we can believe in the victory of love and hope 
for reconciliation. Now this is where we live the Easter glory. Today, more than ever, we need him to stand in our midst and repeat to us, peace be with you. If we want to live the resurrection, we have to be peacemakers. As Jesus rose from the dead and appeared to the apostles, he said, peace be with you. Christ offers us a peace that heals and soothes our hearts. It's a, Easter is, has this transition from kind of the joy of the resurrection. I have pictures of uh, Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene seeing Jesus outside the tomb. And then Thomas, who's looking at the wounds. You know, Easter has this initial part of this beautiful shock and joy of Jesus. He rose from the dead. He has fulfilled his promise. That's the first part of Easter. He's alive. Hope has been fulfilled. He's triumphed over sin and death. But the second part of Easter is mission. That we're called to proclaim the good news by our actions and our service. I have here, I'm not going to go through them all, but one of the major ways we do that are through the works of mercy, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, like feed the hungry, give, give drink to the thirsty, forgive offenses, bear wrongs patiently. The second part of Easter is putting our faith into action to try to bring peace, healing, and strength in the world. Because Easter leads up to our Feast of Pentecost, which Jesus bestows on the apostles and all of us, the Holy Spirit to be sent out in this world to live out a life of mercy. And so if we want to make the resurrection real in our lives, hopefully through this series we reflect on what we're going to need to do and sustain each day to be those signs of light in the world. Pope Francis in his uh, uh, apostolic exhortation called Joy of the Gospel, kind of his first document that he wrote when he was uh, uh, elected Pope, he said, there are Christians whose lives seem like Lent without Easter. I realize of course that joy is not expressed the same way at all times in life, especially at moments of great difficulty. Joy adapts and changes, but it always endures. And that's the Easter joy we want to embrace, one that never fades away. Even as a flicker of light born of our personal certainty that when everything is said and done, we are infinitely loved. To be an Easter people today, we need to allow the Lord to love us, to transform us, and to send us out. Pope Benedict, in his encyclical, uh, God is Love, says this, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, of course Christ, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. So for us, as we heard in the gospel, 
My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I think the very first thing we need to do is to know our Good Shepherd. If we're going to live the resurrection today and make it the center of our Christian lives each day, we need to know Jesus. We need to recognize his voice and we need to follow him. We do that in so many different ways, sacramentally, like we do today at Mass, proclaiming the word, the Good Shepherd who speaks to us through the scriptures, who we receive in the gift of the Eucharist, through the celebration of Mother's Day today, all these different ways where the Good Shepherd seeks to guide us, but for us to really get to know him and to recognize his voice. If we're going to celebrate the resurrection and live as Easter joyful people, we need to know Jesus and to love him. In the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, uh, when Paul and Barnabas go to Antioch, they say, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and praised the word of the Lord. You want to get to know Jesus very easily and his voice? Read the scriptures every day. Reflect on the Sunday readings before you come to Mass on the weekend so that you're familiar and your heart is opened. Where does this lead us to? We get the hint in the second reading from Revelation, a beautiful image of heaven. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life. That beautiful image of heaven we can give here on earth when we serve, when we sacrifice, when we love one another. The only way for us to do that is to get to know the shepherd who protects, who guides, who nourishes, who instructs, who heals, but also sends us out. So as we continue in our Mass today, and this first homily of this series, we need to make sure and work at the gift of Easter and the Resurrection being relevant and practical in our lives today, here and now. That it affects our choices, the decisions that we make. And the only way that can happen, first, first two things for this series, one, we need to get to know Jesus as a friend, as a master, as our Lord, as the Good Shepherd. We do that through prayer, through the sacraments and making room for him to speak to us and we have dialogue. One of the powerful ways to do that and easily accessible to us is through the word of God. May we receive and listen to that word and follow the Lord so that we can make the resurrection real today.